Hi, this is Rabbi Ari Spiegler with the Beach Aquila Shari podcast. We continue in our discussion of Rina. Rina is the fifth language, form, or expression of Tefillah. Rina, we said, is a Tefillah of Shevach, uh, uh, singing the songs of praise of Hashem. That is that type of Tefillah of Rina. And we continue in Odvav, the sixth part of our discussion on the Tefillah of Rina. Hero Pincus has introduced us the idea that even though you would think that Rina, which is singing the praises of Hashem, it, it usually uh, is accompanied by feelings of happiness and of joy, you would think maybe that's not the appropriate type of Tefillah to be used in an Eitzharah, in a time of distress. But Rav Pincus actually proves out from the Pasuk in Echa of Kumi Roni Balaila, that a person should arise and he should use Rina. He should use these songs of praise. Even at nighttime, even when Lo'alenu, there are young children that are wrapped with hunger. He says that actually is totally appropriate because by trying to generate some sort of happiness and recognizing the great qualities of Hashem and appreciating them, acknowledging them. So then Hashem, like we said, wants to pay that forward. So it's actually a perfect time during an Eitzharah to use these types of tefillot, the tefillot of Rina, the tefillot of Shavach, of praise. He continues, So he says, this is actually a great skula. This is actually a, a, a good idea that if, when a person finds themselves low in Tzarah, in a situation of distress, and he feels that the gates of bracha, the gates of blessing, are closed before him. So he should take the time to think, to contemplate rov tovotavi parach, the many good things that Hashem has done al kol olam for the entire world in general, ve'ilav v'prat. And for this person, this person who's suffering, this person is in a difficult situation, in specific, what good things Hashem has done for this person. And just like the Mesila Yisharim writes in the 8th these are his words, meaning we're going to quote him. There is, when it comes to any person, does make a difference what type of situation they find themselves in, whether they are poor, whether they are rich, whether they are healthy, whether they are ill. It's impossible that they can't stop to see the many wonderful and great things that Hashem has done for him in that given situation. Meaning, if you're in a good situation, as we'll see, of course, it's easy to see the good. But even when you're in a bad situation, you could, if you take the time, if you really think about it, if you contemplate, you could see the good as well. If you're wealthy, if you're healthy, so then already it's clear, you have to think Hashem for this good, for the health, and for the wealth. When a person's in a situation of poverty, so as difficult as that might be, nevertheless, somehow Hashem has kept him alive to this point. Somehow they're able to scrape together whatever it is that they have. And again, that doesn't mean it's a good situation. It doesn't mean you don't want to get out of that situation. But you're not dead, right? It's not worst case scenario. Somehow, through some miraculous means, you're able to scrape that money together so that you don't die of starvation. And he says, when a person is particularly ill, even if they're in a very, very bad situation, and if things don't change, God forbid, it could be dire. But right now, at that moment, that person is still alive. And they still have the gift of life, as difficult as it might be. And you can think of any type of difficult situation where it's still possible to see the good that exists. Meaning, if it's not worst case scenario, then you should thank Hashem for it not being worst case scenario. That doesn't mean you shouldn't daven that it should improve. You absolutely should. And other people should as well. But you still have to be able to recognize that at least it's not worst case scenario. I had Shem look there in the Sefer Mishra Yisharim. And if you really stop and think about it, 
you can contemplate to the point where you get to Shira, where you're able to sing these songs of praise to Hashem. And obviously he says, he's not uh, crazy. Repinkus understands that it's very difficult sometimes. Right? If a situation is particularly bad, it's not easy to focus on the good. It's very difficult to get this point. But this, in theory, is what Yermiyahu was telling us in the Pasuk from, uh, from Echa that we read it yesterday. If God forbid there are infants who are wrapped in hunger, you should use songs of praise even in the darkness of night. Even in the worst of situations, you should still be able to sing the praises of Hashem. And if you could do that, so then, says Rav Pankis, then the light of the day will shine forth even in the nighttime. The darkness will be like light. So he says, this isn't easy. We're not pretending this is easy, but it is incredibly effective. If you can somehow still recognize the good and still sing the songs of praise of Hashem in the difficult situations, so then you're guaranteed that things are going to get better. And he just has here a quick footnote. He says, So he says that uh, he got... uh, he once heard from Rav Peretz Maimon, he says here Shlita, which means, uh, you know, he should live to be, uh, you know, live a long life. Uh, unfortunately, I think he passed away in 2002, but when this Sefer was written, he was still alive. And he was a Rav in a Moshav called Gilat, which is down in the Negev, which is in the south. Which, uh, so he says, Mashkatuv Regarding this idea, this idea that we need to uh, be happy even in a time of great difficulty. So he says that this happened to us once in Chutz Laaretz, I guess when Rav Peretz, my mom, was outside of the land of Israel, and there was Atirak Shamim. There was no, uh, there was no rain, and he says Lotakpat, which is Lotakum Pamaim Tzarot. This should never happen again. So Gazru So they established there should be many, many fast days, and nothing happened. They still did not have uh, any rain. It was particularly bad. The drought continued. So So what they do, they said, instead of having a day of Tehillim and fasting and all that other stuff, he says, let's instead have a day of feasting and of happiness and use that as an opportunity to sing songs of praise to Hashem. And they were answered. It began to rain. The the, the drought uh, ended. He says, perhaps we see a hint to this in the uh, pasuk in Mizmor Samachet and Tilim. 68 Pasuk Dalet, which is uh, uh, verse number four. So what does that mean? The Pasuk means that the righteous, they shall rejoice. They should exult in the presence of God and they shall be exceedingly joyful. So how does he want to understand it? Zodomer, what does this mean? He says, when it comes to Tzadikim, they should rejoice and they should exult Hashem even during his Midat Hadin, even during his divine attribute of justice when things are tough, meaning in Eitzarot, difficult situations, uh, situations of distress, in this case, a case of drought, and then they will be able to be exceedingly joyful. They will receive that which they're asking for, in this case, the rain, they will receive that because of their simcha. 